SEN Friday is in the top end. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin finding a place to write your next chapter. Robert, a few NTFL familiar names are doing some great things down south. The Dylan Collis stuff caught my eye. One of our good friends here at SEN Fridays in the top end. Mm-hmm. Dylan Collis has won the Lodden Valley Football League best and fairest while playing just seven games for Pyramid Hill in 2023. So he polled the maximum three votes in six games and then another one in his seventh to finish on top of the Frank Harding medal polling with 19 votes. That's a pretty solid effort in anyone's book. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, he obviously, Dill Collis is, you know, pretty much like a Waratah local now. He's been there for <laughs> three or four years and obviously been involved in that premiership there and... Um, but did get injured early in the flag, so that was mm. good that they were able to still win it with him being out. But, yeah, wonder what they're paying him down there. Small <laughs> fortune. Oh, it'd have to be a little bit, you would have to think. Obviously <laughs> a good player up in Darwin. What role do you like him best as a footballer? So I don't mind him playing that sort of Nick Dacos style halfback yeah. a little bit. It's another quarterback option. Um, but clearly he can run through the midfield as well. And I'm fairly sure without having the stats on me at the moment that Collis's goal kicking is also pretty impressive while playing for Pyramid Hill. So mm. quite a good utility. Where would you play him? Yeah, I'd play him halfback. Um, I think he's got the luxury up here that a lot of coaches don't run a, run a tag on him. Shannon Rusker did it to good effect last year though. So then puts the sort of onus on the club, on, on uh, Airsy to move him into the midfield or half forward, and that's what they did at times. But definitely a player that can play everywhere. We, we spoke, sorry, Raph. I've just got a quick question. Where is um, Pyramid Hill? Pyramid Hill is <laughs> up around the Bendigo sort of right. region. No at, um, so the Lodden Valley Football League, <laughs> yep. sort of surrounded by the Bendigo Football League, yep. which would be considered the major league of that area. Nice. Lodden mm. Valley drops down a little bit in standard, but it's still not terrible. Yep. Um, mm. It's decent football. I think that's the one where... Um, Who's what's the name? Grenfell, Grenfell's I believe. Kick yeah, there, kick yeah, big bags there. So yeah, that's sort of probably you know a big bloke like that's going to dominate in the league. Yep. A classy player like Dylan Collis is going to dominate down there, mm-hmm. but still decent footy. Yeah. Um. Well done to Dylan Collis. Uh, we always look after our SEN top end boys, which he is definitely one of them. Yep. Um. Matthew Dennis had another big game in the EDFL for East Keilor, Essendon District Football League. 35 disposals, 29 of those were contested, 33 hit outs, 16 clearances. We talk about stopping players like Dill Collis and stuff. Matt Dennis is certainly a hard player to stop. Yeah, definitely. I think the, it was best illustrated when Nycliffe sort of double-teamed mm. him last year and that worked to treat. Um, I don't think that'll be something that districts do this year. I think they'll need to sort of modify his minutes a bit and not give him 95% time in the ruck. And I think that'll mm. be something moving forward. Because even at Premier League hey, level, Raf, you can't... 120 minutes as a ruckman's yeah. pretty hard to do. <clears throat> he seems to be getting better with age, the big fella, but... Sometimes you almost got to let him have his impact and, and stop everyone else, and mm. <laughs> he's not going to win a game by himself, but yep. he'll go close. But if you mm-hmm. can sort of cut that impact down, he has. But, yeah, I, I'd yeah, no, sort of let him have, have his run and let him run out of steam sort of thing and, and stop everyone else around him. He's definitely mm. getting better with age. Raph, you're around that age, sort of. <laughs> Dennis is about, what, 36, 37. When did you first start feeling your body declining? Because if you watch Matthew uh, Dennis, I imagine <laughs> that he gets up out of bed, his body feeling better than mine does at 29 yeah. years old. So I think I started feeling it, at 19. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Dennis looks like a sprightly young chap still. Yeah, he, he definitely is moving well, and I, sh- I should ask him what he's on, because um, yeah. I, I definitely love what having some of his <laughs> breakfast um, to get me out of bed. Um, yeah, I... 
Yeah, my last five or six years in the Premier League, I, I definitely struggled to, you know, even get through training and, and, and get up on the Saturday. But once you're up and moving, you couldn't stop and you couldn't sit down for too long. And, and that's still probably the case now. <laughs> We're talking about a bloke who not only is still playing good footy at 36, 37, he's playing all year round. Yeah, he played year 15 round. games as a fine player yeah. this year. So holds a record, I think, I don't want to officially title him as the record holder, but I think holds a record for the most players. Most games flown into Darwin. played about 100 NTFL games, most of those. <laughs> as a fly-in so fantastic yep. effort uh, a elimination final this weekend down in the Central Murray Football League will involve Nyanaya West United and Lake Boga Darwin Buffalo's pair Jared Stokes and Hassan Armat Watkins will play for Nyanaya West United Demons Armat Watkins has been starring as a fly-in player this season having booted 40 goals from 11 games while Jared Stokes has been getting in the best players regularly hasn't quite played as many games as Hassan but had a big big role this year in allowing and helping Nyanaya to make the finals um, interesting one They've got a 9.30pm flight that night. So they're playing in Swan Hill. Game finishes, what, like a 2.10 start maybe? Finish it around about 5-ish. Three or four hour trip back to Melbourne. Are they going to make this 9.30 flight? If you were in Swan Hill, I don't know if you know the regions too well, but if you were, it's three or four hours yeah, out of Melbourne. Yeah, they're pushing it. They're they push, really pushing definitely it. pushing it. Unless they've you got know a, the region, right? <laughs> no, I have no idea. Unless they're into one of those new Telsas that um, fly. <laughs> Do you... Swan Hill to Melbourne, there you go. Three hours and 50 minutes. What time would a 2.10 game finish? Around about 4.50, 5 o'clock? That's, that's cutting it very fine. Yeah, they mm. might. Hopefully they're up in the last quarter for by 10 goals and they can leave at three-quarter time. <laughs> Should go... Hopefully Nye and I get the win there. Uh, 40 goals in 11 games for Hassan Armat Watkins. Definitely a very good player. Rob, does that surprise you? Uh, not really. Um, probably the tally does, but he's um, with some good delivery player, can hey? be. Yeah, with some good delivery can get on and, and kick a few bags, and definitely a player that um, Buffs will be expecting big things for if Buffs are going to push um, for you know back back into that finals mm. contention again this year like they did last year. SEN roll call. Text us now. Where are you listening? We want to know the place. Let us know if you're in Darwin or whether you're in Kakadu or whether you're in Melbourne or Hobart. Let us know. Um, and let us know what you're doing too. You're walking, you're listening to it via the app or, or in your car. And let's, let us know. Text in at 0426 307 269. That's 0426 307 269. Join in the footy conversation to text us a question that you want us to chat about on air and let us know what's going on. Hey, a pretty exciting news tonight. Uh, sorry, it was announced yesterday, but tomorrow night, Matea Breed, Matea Breed will be playing her AFLW debut for Hawthorne. They play the Bombers uh, in Frankston tomorrow night. We spoke to her father on this show about I don't know, a couple of days after she got drafted, and it was really exciting talking to Daniel Breed about um, you know his excitement and, and how hard her, her, his daughter has worked to get this opportunity. So really, really cool. It's always a great uh, op- it's always great to see a territory player in the AFL. Yeah, definitely. And her story in itself, um, she had a couple of setbacks with mm. a couple of injuries, and you know, like her dad mentioned when we had him on the air here with us um, on the interview, um, you know how hard she worked, and she almost was going to. Um, pull mm. up and uh, not play at all and just play for the fun of it and um but yeah it, it shows you know you can have a few setbacks when you're pretty young and and if you put the hard work in um you know that's another awesome story that she mm. can pass on to any young girls that you know looking to play uh, afl football um 
she's definitely going to be a star. Um, you see the photos of her in her Hawthorne Goonji, oh, and she, yeah. she looks like she's been playing for a few years. You know, she's yeah. got her father's um, shape up, up top and <laughs> the muscles on her already, so they've, they've taken she her, looks scary. <laughs> they've taken her pick four, so they surely must yeah, have they a lot know of faith what she in can her. do, yeah. And I think it also points to enjoying your football. Raph, yep. like she said that she played a couple of years at Norwood and was playing decent football, made team of the year, so yep. more than decent football. Um, but then sort of fell out of favour with yeah. the game a little bit. She said that she was almost going to pack it in and pack come back in, to Darwin. Yeah. Um, but stuck it out, stayed in local footy, so played in local footy, um, and then joined and had a couple of really good games last year, I think, in the Sandful W season for North Adelaide. So best of luck to Mattia Breed, who will play tomorrow night, as we said, against the Bombers uh, in Frankston. Shout out to the mum and dad too, Daniel exactly. and Rosie. They will be watching. Plenty more to come here on SEN Fridays in the top end. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter. Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am. This is Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark, Raf Clark and Rob Hale for Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter. Welcome back to SEN Fridays in the Top End, 16.11am. Thank uh, to rest to here through Rain and Horn Darwin. We will love your listing. So the L Raff, I just uh, started that one out, but I'd like to talk to you, Raff, a little bit about uh, the Southern recruits and uh, is having local players overrated now, Raff? So I've got some stats behind me. What are your thoughts initially, without me reading out the stats from last year's finals? Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting point you make. Um, yeah, I. Whether the local boys take it for granted too much mm. now these days, um, you know, and then again, like as soon as they play away or as soon as they play one season in the seniors, I think they think they belong. Um, yeah. And the, the hard work, I believe, you know, they just turn up expecting to play. Uh, where if you get those Southerners that come straight off a, a season, um, yep. they're in good nick, ready to go. Um, yeah, bodies are ready, game game conditioned. Um, so. It is a, an interesting one, even if it's the local boys coming back from playing, you know, down south. It's it definitely have a head start uh, amongst the local boys that have been sitting around and maybe playing a bit of local basketball or rugby. So yep. Um, well, it's interesting from going from the grand final sides, obviously with the Waratahs and Southern Districts, and then going with the St Mary's prelim side. Uh, these numbers might surprise you, Raf, but I've obviously been pretty tight on who I'm classifying as locals. And uh, a player like Nick Gooch, who played at Waratahs, played 100 games, I'm not classifying as a local. Um, and I'm not classifying Nate Paredes or Dill Lant either as locals for St. Mary's. Um, but overall, there's 20 players all up. Yeah, right. Um, 20 players out of all three clubs that are local, so that's out of 66. Um, St. Mary's with nine, Districts with eight, and Waratahs with three. Um, and they're the top three, so, top three sides. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting point you make because uh, you know sitting there watching the, those couple of finals games, and I was like trying to count the local players myself. And I think I, and then I was like looking at St Mary's, and I was like, actually, I'll better count St Mary's local players before I go and yeah, <laughs> yeah, know, trying to bag out other clubs. And then I realised we weren't much better. So <laughs> yeah, and definitely like I'm looking at the Nycliffe list now, and and you know, you, yeah, you're probably six. Especially like you mentioned, you, you weren't ca- counting blokes like your Nate Paredes or your Lance um, and Jackson Calder, you know. You <laughs> yeah, and, so. and I think Nike probably had seven or eight last year. You, you probably classify Nathan Brown as a local now, really. Um, but then they'd make, you probably make arguments for other players as well. Um, but, yeah, it, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, but obviously the, the resources that go into trying to recruit players is pretty significant. Um, and it is very hard to get top end players, isn't it? Yeah. Some clubs don't have the money to do it. And then again, like the, we do go through those periods where all of a sudden there's an influx of you know interstate players, and then you might have a couple of years there where it goes back to 
just all territory boys and there might be only two or three um you know blokes that come in and that are but then again like it's it's a good for the comp it strengthens the comp and it makes the the local players have to work a bit harder then so be it um mm-hmm. to get them to a better standard as well so i don't mind it yeah, and, and but even crediting St Mary's success with premierships that you played in, you've always had ten or twelve very solid locals. And looking at this Darwin Buffalo side, I'd say that played in the first final had thirteen locals. Yeah. So it still can be done, but you probably not want a really good core group, yeah, don't you? Yeah, core groups, your you key here, and, and that, like you said, the, the grand finals. I was fortunate to play when I came back from me um, St Kilda days. Is, yeah, you had, you know, you're led by your Iggy Vallejos and your Peter McFarland, and that, that was your core group. Johnny Ancestor and those blokes stayed they do bloody chin ups on their on their lunch breaks so yeah <laughs> you, know, you know that's the type of group they had I was fortunate to come back and join so you know especially when there was about 14 or 50 of them like you mentioned yep um, how are the Saints looking at pre-season training how are the numbers yeah good numbers but then again you, you, you're training with probably three or four teams together the under 18 boys um, which is always good and, and I'm always a big fan of that the, the young fellas joining in with the seniors so they mm. You know, the quicker they can learn the, the standard they need to be up to and the, the work rate they need to put in, um, you, you can grow your group a lot quicker. So, you know, um, Connor Schiller, who's coaching our under-18s, he's, he's got about uh, 15 of the young boys there joining in, so that's good to see. Um, it's always a bit hard to tell, like you said, because a lot of t- clubs down south or comps are still finishing up, so I think a lot of our boys, maybe seven or eight, are still still to come. But, yep. you know, they're, they're looking pretty good. And um, Henry Labastide is the fitness coach at the moment, so he's got them doing a lot of running, which is, um, you know, the big, big key up here. So if you get a team that's fit um, before Christmas, um, you win your first five or six games before Christmas, it's a, it's a big positive. Yeah. Has there been anyone uh, burning up the track? Obviously, I've heard that Dill Lance smashed the time trial, but is there anyone outside of that that... You could be expecting a big season from a Xavier Vallejo or someone of that sort of level. Yeah, Xavier Vallejo is looking in good shape. He, he obviously played about five or six games over in Cairns, so he's got a bit of match fitness. Um, yeah, Dylan Lance look looking like he hasn't skipped a beat. Um, I think they had a bit of a little of a, a ten minute, you know, either way hit out last night uh, just amongst each other, and Dylan Lance would have had about forty touches in, it, in a in a ten minute quarter. Um, so. He, he hasn't skipped the beat, like I said, and so he'd be up there with the favourites to win the nickels back-to-back, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, yeah, the group's going pretty well. Young Jack Gell's probably putting in a, a lot of effort in training. Um, he hasn't skipped the beat either, so hopefully he plays a lot more senior footy this year. Um, yep. He tends to fall away once the games start. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's um, obviously been playing down in Catherine as well, so, you know, you get that bit of match fitness, like I mentioned. So, yeah, um, it'd be good to see. I'd like to see young Braxton and Matt down there, actually. I haven't seen him yet, so <laughs> oh, yeah. um, whether he's working or he's a bit busy. But I know he's playing footy down south, but, you know, if, yeah. he, if he gets if he gets a month within training and, and gets himself in good nick, he can be anyone Braxton Armat. So yeah, he's a bit like Santa Claus, Braxton Armat. You sort of <laughs> see him around Christmas time, I think. But no, I do agree with you. Um, with Jack Gall, he's um, definitely can play a role, can't he? So play in that back pocket and play on dangerous forwards. Um, is there, how's the uh, Div Two numbers looking? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one, mate. Like, yeah, like I said at the start of the show, we're still figuring out what division we're in. And yeah. um, I think a lot of the guys um, in my grade sort of want to train away from the seniors and they expect that they have to do all the running. And um, <laughs> I said, look, if you turn up and we got enough numbers, we can do our own training. So I'm still waiting. We've had about 10 down last night, which is the most we've had in the last four weeks. So hopefully yep. it grows from there. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, uh, Raph, we'll have to go to a break soon. I'm obviously SEN Roll Call here, Texas Now. Where are you listening? We want to know where you are, um, the place, etc. Um, and that number, if I can find the doc, is 0426 307 269. Save that there. Uh, Raph will get Andrew O'Toole on soon as well, and we'll talk a bit more AFL and maybe predict a couple of the games. Um, and I want to speak to uh, you as well, Raph, about uh, St Kilda um, and their rise. And obviously we've got Brett Phillips as well doing the uh, US Open. Thank you. You're listening to Rain and Horn, Darwin, uh, SEN Fridays in the top end.